Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from The Shadow and Bone Netflix adaptation, The Shadow and Bone series, and The Six of Crows duology, written by Lee Bardugo. Hello, how's it going? Oh my god, it's going well. Actually, it's not going well. I am unwell. <laughs> None of us are doing great. It's like, Crowded Open Bones came out, Shadow and Bone dropped, like, we're all very sleep deprived. Yeah, it's been quite, quite the week. It's been very much. It's been very emotional. Yeah, it's been intense for sure. Which I mean, I'm not mad about it. I am living for this week. I will say that it's been, it's been intense, but it's been great. That is very fair. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm glad it's over. Pierce and I woke up at like 4 a.m. to start watching in the morning. It came out at like midnight my time and 3 a.m. her time. But we woke up at four and binged a few episodes before work on Friday. I'm kind of bummed to come on Friday. I would have liked to, to come on on Saturday. So you just spend the whole day watching TV, but that's fine. We've watched it. Everything's, it's over. <laughs> Sadly, we're season yeah. two. Like I need season two now. I know I was looking online and it said that if it gets renewed, um, it'll be like 18 months before the next season comes out. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, it's going to be a really long time. So I'm kind of bummed about that. But I have a feeling this is going to be one of those like comfort shows. Like, you know, how you just watch Friends whenever, when like nothing's on TV. I'm just going to be doing this. I'm just going to be watching Shadow and Bone like on repeat. I saw a video or a TikTok or something and it's already number one. In the oh, yeah, I believe it wholeheartedly. It was really good. But this is one of those ones where the show is definitely better than the book. I think the world building and the premise of the book was great, but this was everything she would have done had she written it in 2021 instead of, you know, 2015 when it came out. And it was good. It was so good. The change in the politics was amazing. I think it gave you a better idea of like what was going on. There was a lot of political agendas in the books, but in this, it was much more apparent of who is who, who was fighting against why. Um, I liked the division of East Ravka and West Ravka. And I thought that was really well played out and changed the dynamic of the show quite a bit. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, it, it helped define kind of like the, the Grisha and how kind of the king didn't really do much and why the Grisha were necessary or the Grisha rather were necessary and their role being played and how they were used as political pawns. And I, I loved it. And I liked the, the tension between the different countries and the politics of it. And yeah. That made it, not only between West Ravka and but also like even at Ketterdam like mm-hmm. great I loved it also the casting was just spot on they did spot such on. a good job wow yeah yeah it's like <laughs> so excited it was just perfect and this entire cast was just so well done even the younger like Mal and Alina is like wow those are those ones where you could be like well these people look exactly like they would have looked like when they were kids they did such a good job I think yeah the casting was phenomenal and everybody really played their characters so true and I think it's cute because the actors that are playing in the show love the books like they've all read the books you know what I mean Freddie and Ben and all of them have like read the books so funny and I that really like brought another level of depth to all of their characters and I think they did such a good job kind of playing those and bringing those characters off the page into the screen. It was amazing. (laughs) They're all book nerds like us. Yeah. That much better. And it just, I think also, you know, when actors have an appreciation or are a fan of a certain series and they get the chance to play that character, for example, Henry Cavill in The Witcher, like he loves The Witcher with the books and everything like that. And he said when that series was announced he was so excited to go for the role of Gerald because he was just he loved that character yeah he's a big nerd that's so funny yeah he's a big nerd and it's just it's amazing and I feel like instances like that and then even with this they all just had such an appreciation for the books and I think they just brought these characters to a whole nother level because because of that it was wonderful yeah the cast was amazing and the costumes the keftas just everything. I, I loved it. It was just, it was beautiful. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with the costumes. Like, that was exactly how I pictured them. Except for, I, I was just thinking the entire time, like, every time they were getting shot at, I was just thinking of that song. It was like, and they're bulletproof. And I was like, <laughs> I like knew that, but that was just playing in my head the entire time. Like, every time they were like, 
they're bulletproof. And I was like, they're bulletproof. <laughs> yes, queen. I was like, you are titanium. <laughs> that was just so funny. I don't know. That's, that's what I was thinking of. There's so many things I liked. Should we kind of get into, we could do like an episode breakdown? Roll into it. Yeah. Okay. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do the first four episodes. Yeah. So coming into this, we weren't quite sure if we wanted to do the entire series in one episode or if we wanted to break it up, break it in half and do the first four and then the last four. And I think after watching it, it is like, there's so much to talk about. We have a lot of feelings. Let's get into it. Let's start with episode one. We also, we both like took some notes while we were watching this. So we have a lot of feelings. We'll be here for a while. <laughs> what were your like initial thoughts? So the day before it came out, they had done a hour long interview with the cast. And in that hour long interview on the YouTube, there was a 10 minute preview of the show. So we both watched it before. I think they did a really good job with the opening <laughs> and just sort of explaining, you know, that she is, she feels different. She is different. You know, she's of like a different race from, you know, a warring country and sort of explain that was going to be like the forefront of her kind of not feeling like she was going to belong, which I always felt like in the books, I understand being an orphan was hard, but it didn't really explain why she always felt like she never belonged because her and Mal were so close. So it's, it didn't really make sense that she was like, I never felt like I belonged. And I think this was a good way to portray that. I think this was a good way to show that she was going to feel this way. So I really liked that. And I just have to say, this is the Mal we all wanted to see y'all. As soon as he took the shirt off, I was like, I'm in. I have, a, I have a note and it says also his shirt is already off when we're only five minutes into the show. Yeah, that was and great. Thought, okay, like that's that's how we're going to start the show, which I mean, I'm not mad about, but I will say that. I'm still not a mouse stand. I will, to my dying day, go down on the Darkling ship, but I will say Mal is so much better. Yeah, this was the Mal that I, friends to lovers, love. Thousand percent. I love the first kind of mention of Ketterdam. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like, yes. And I think that was like a really good nod to where we were going and mm-hmm. where things were moving. Also, there were some tweaks, obviously, with Mal being chosen to go on the crossing and not being required to. Well, and both of them are supposed to go too originally. Yeah, like they knew they were going in, and it was was one of those things that kind of irked me when she pulled the "I'm going to continue chasing a man." She is, I will say, she is a lot more brave and more, like, has more of a backbone in this show than she does in the books, which I truly appreciate, except for she's still chasing a man. But she's, like, super sneaky. Lights the maps on fire. Yeah, that was a good one. Pretty, ah, that's, maybe don't make that choice again. There was like a handful of times in this where I felt like we were in the Hunger Games where like she walks in and she's like, I volunteer. And then Mal walks in. He's like, I volunteer. I was like, okay, kids, we get it. <laughs> I don't know. I liked her character a lot. I think that she did. They did a good job establishing straight away that she's clearly pining over Mal and Mal's clearly pining over her, which I liked because I feel like sometimes you can't feel that in the book. You know, it feels very like one sided, like Mal doesn't really care about her. But I don't know. This was emotional. The Volker, terrifying. They did a great job with the animation. I felt like, have you ever seen that movie, um, Daybreakers? I don't know who plays in it. It's an old vampire movie and they turn into bats. Like when they're vampires, they're like bats. And I imagined that. It was like terrifying. And I was like, oh my gosh, those are awful. My notes were like those both row though. Nightmares. Four weeks. They were not kidding around when they created these Volcra, and I appreciate that. In the books, you kind of have this idea of winged creature. The way they brought them to life in the show was just perfection. I imagine them as the pterodactyls from uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, like the second one where they're in the big bird cage. Like, I thought they were going to look something like that, and these were much scarier. <laughs> I actually was terrifying. I was listening to that, and I was like, I like this because it, it kind of shows that, like, of the fold and I love the, the lightning and the sea yeah and like all the ruined ships and stuff it was so great and like the markers and everything just that whole scene of them like going into the fold was perfection and yeah I got like goosebumps <laughs> yeah I was gonna say when she said 37 markers I was like oh no they did a good job it was really good yeah and they like on the skip I immediately I was like don't light the lantern you idiot like <laughs> don't do it stop also, she shoots the bulk run. I was like, see now, she's a better shot than you claim she is. So back off. She she killed the Volcra. So they they make them really fierce. Her all the characters did a really good job. They were not helpless. That's for sure. No, I liked the start of the crows in Ketterdam. I literally gasped when Jasper showed up on the screen. I was like, 
oh my god <laughs> I was very emotional this whole time just like screaming at the TV I, that was so good it, he's a sharpshooter straight away but then Kaz is like telling him who he is and this was the one part I think that was if you haven't read the books you didn't really understand what was going on when the guy walks up and asks them about the stolen painting that was a scene where I felt like they were establishing that the crows were criminals. But if you didn't, I was watching it this 10 minutes with my boyfriend and he was like, what is happening? And I was like, yeah, that was one of those ones where I think to us who love the crows, we're like, yeah, this is good. But like, if you didn't, you're like, what's happening? into his office and I was like, all of this is just perfect. Yeah. If you haven't read the books, it's okay. It's a yeah. wonderful show. Like, I love it when they create a show based off a book and there are like nods. So people there was read the books. I, that makes me feel so seen and so loved. When he said, Inej, I don't want another one of you. You're one of a kind. I was like, yeah, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is one of a kind. Like, I was just, I, we are inaudible, having a clue what's happening. I think for me in the book, their relationship is believable because you hear their inner monologue. But I think in this, they did such a good job showing that both of them really like each other and truly care for it and felt so much more believable. And Inej and Jesper's friendship is that of the gods. It was so good. Yeah. Freddie's. And I was like, yes, she's one of a kind. That's right, Kaz. You appreciate her. <laughs> they uh, included that like investment talk early on of you're an investment. There's no one like you. And he was like cruel, but then it was like, but there's no one like you. And you know, it has that underlying tone of, you know. Yeah. He was like, we need you, but I need you. And I was like, yeah, you do, Kaz. You need her. We all need her. <laughs> it's just, oh man, it was good. Pekka is intense and savage AF. I, I have some thoughts on Pekka. First of all, I knew this reading the book, but when that man opened his mouth and he was Irish as hell, I was like, no, he, no, 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 no. I like turned it up because I was like, shut up. He's so Irish. It was good. He's terrifying. They did a really good job with him. And I was like, man, I wanted him to be a bigger part of it. Chef's kiss. When he's like, what's there? He's like, go get the heart render. And he's like, the heart render's gone. And he's like, who took her and I was like Kaz Donna 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 yes like I thought that was gonna be Nina but it was nice that they had someone else that was kind of obscure and brought Nina in in a different way that was good my part that I really liked was when they were talking to the kid that they had kidnapped and he said I saw the sun summoner and they turned to Inej and she's like <gasps> I was like, I was like <gasps> me too <laughs> it was sorry <laughs> Baby girl, like I love you, and then she's sweet baby angel. Yeah, she is philosophical, like in Six of Crows, but I liked that they kept that throughout. And like, she was the one who was of the crows, was like, This is wrong, we can't bring her back, and like, damn all of the world essentially, Ravka and all the, the Grisha and all that kind of stuff. So, I liked that she was that way, and I like that they did a nod to all of their kind of backstories. I wanted to see Kaz's backstory, like season one, but they're not going to show it. But I did like that they explained, you know, what happened with Inej and, you know, that she was kidnapped and her parents and all of that stuff. I thought that was good. But yeah, she was a guiding light through this whole thing. I felt like it was a, also a perfect ending for the ending of the first episode, which just, again, I'll meet you in the meadow. Oddly cry. I was like, oh, like, I'm not, okay, I, for anyone who's- Kirsten's a crier. Don't even let her lie to you. Like, I'm not a Melina stan. I am darkling all the way. But that moment, I was just like, <laughs> like, you see, like, the backstory and everything, and then it comes into, like, I'll meet you in the meadow, and it's just heart, like, he's going to be in the meadow, like, it was just, <laughs> this was one of those ones, I, I was texting Kirsten the whole time I'm watching this, and I was like, if they don't say, I'm with you to the end of the line, I'm going to lose my mind, but this, but, like, meet me in the meadow felt the same, and uh, I'll be with you to the end of the line is from Captain America in Marvel. And I felt like that was what that was. They were like, I'm with you always. And then he said, meet me in the meadow. I was like, okay, we'll all meet you in, in the meadow. Uh, it was bad. I don't cry either, but I was like tearing up. And I was just, the emotion in this was so good. And I think this fandom is such a big community, a big part of the community. And it was so fun. Friday was such an emotional day. And it was just so cool to see everybody like feel the same way. I was like texting people all, I was texting you, I was texting all the girls on like bookstagram. And I was like, everybody has like the same feelings that it was, oh, it was so good. It was yeah, good. It was yeah, the endings of all the episodes were good. All, all of our messages back and forth were like gifts of Ben Barnes and all caps, shouty caps. My, yeah. <laughs> My cat block was on all day. <laughs> that was our whole change the entire series. And I was living for it. Like it was so great. Oh, you finished the show later than I did. And I was like, text me when you get to this point. It's so good. I was just. I was emotional. I, the one complaint that Kirsten and all the other of you Darkling stands have is that it took one whole episode for Ben Barnes to arrive. I was okay with that. 
but his entrance in the second episode was good. Oh, I was, I, I kind of like that though. I like that they kept the mysteriousness behind him before she like came back because that's when they introduced him in the book. You don't actually meet the Darkling or quote unquote see the Darkling until after she gets back. And so I really liked that they kept that mystery around it. But I mean, who doesn't want to see Ben Barnes face for eight hours yeah their meeting was so good and it i mean we saw the preview we saw that scene in the preview but it was still just he's like who are you and she's like i'm a map maker and and then he's like touches her and i was like okay oh my god uh, it was so good i have i have a lot of emotions like i liked the flashback between the crows and alina and mal and the darkling i think they did a really good job like aligning their story and bringing them in together without being too obvious when it first opened and they were like, like, I need a healer. And I was like, it's Soya. Yes. Also, okay. Flashback to the first episode. I was like, oh, Mal and Zoya don't, don't do the dirty. And, and um, then it kind of goes to Ketterdam. And I was like, you tell him, Inej, don't take his shit. He's just like, I need you. You have to come. And she's like, how am I supposed to go with you? Like, she like straight up tells him, I no. Yeah, she, I liked that she stood up to him a lot more. And I think they played it, I think they leaned really heavy into the fact that she was still owned by the menagerie. But I guess if this was how it lines up a six approach, she still would have been. He hadn't like bought her out yet. Uh, I like that she stood up to him. And that's what I'm saying. Their relationship felt a lot more believable. You felt like they felt for each other and it felt a lot less like they had pined for each other for a long time and never talked about it. And I think that is a good building to hopefully Six of Crows four seasons from now and their like backstory. I liked Soya. I, I imagined her as much more like glamorous, but her character as you go throughout this full season was so good. And I think that she was worse in the book than she was in the show. And it, it made her very human. And I feel like it's going to keep her character in the series because she is in Six of Crows and, or, and she's in Crooked Kingdom and obviously she's in King of Scars, but I think it makes it easier for people not to hate her as we go like further in because she is a lot more human in this than she was in the book. So does Lena dirty oh yeah definitely she's not as bad as she is in the book she's like witchy in the books like just like <sighs> it's all about me and in this one she was just yeah. like kind of jealous and also mean yeah yeah and then I mean like you were saying earlier that scene where he's like what are you and he's she's like I'm a bat maker and she's just like no what are you and he just brings the perfect intensity I know I wrote on my notes like, Ben is scary as hell <laughs> Yeah, seriously though. And like the whole time it was so weird. He's like, when were you tested and stuff like that? And she like wouldn't answer him. And I'm like, was she not tested? Like you don't know if she was tested or not. And I feel like in the book, she knew she was tested, but it was like. She says in there that she like pushed her power down. Like she knew that if yeah. they would get separated. You don't get that mm -mm. until later. <laughs> Mal's like, I have to go save her when they find out she's not Grisha. And he's like, how do you know she's that? And he's like, because I know her better than anyone else. And then I was like, stupid Mal, guess you don't know her that well, do you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is the Mal we want. He was a little too casual about finding out that she was the Sun Summoner though. He was like, oh yeah, I just always knew she was great. And we're like, he was just so casual about it. Even when his friends asked him, they're like, aren't you mad? And he's like, I can't be mad. And I was like, well, can you not be mad? I'd be mad, I'd be pissed. Like what? He was just like, I can't be mad, I love her. And we were like, do you? I don't know, it was good. It was good. When he like chased after her, I was like, okay, yeah, Mal, you love her. We love her too. Oh, that was heartbreaking. That was terrifying. That was like yeah. such a sad scene. Yeah, I was like, Ivan is also really intense. I liked that they paired him up. That guy is a great actor for that role. And I like that they paired him up with Fajord. I don't know how to say his name. Because in the books, he's, it's him and Marina that like each other. And I like that they made those two a couple. Um, the two heart renderer guys. I like that they made them a couple because I think that made their characters a little more relevant if that makes sense like I, re I remember reading about Ivan and I remember reading about Maria and all of them but I wasn't like I was like okay yeah whoever but I think that made them I liked that that was a really good change yeah it was it was definitely an interesting change which makes more sense there were some things that were definitely that are going to be big plot points that are in this, this this first season that happen or like things that seem inconsequential like things that seem just kind of like meh but they were huge plot points in the books. And so I'm gonna, I'm curious to see how they alter that later on down the road. Um, I liked that a lot. I liked yeah. the subtle changes they made that changed the story just enough to make people a little bit. And I, I know when you see them in real life, like when you see them instead of just read about them and they show up more, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. But I think that was a good, that was one good change. Yeah, Ivan was terrifying. What a scary guy. I was dying when Jesper was like, 
when they went back to like flashback to Ketterdam and Jesper was like, I'm not an explosives expert. And I was like, no, because Wyland's the explosive expert. Where is he? Are you bringing him in? And that was such a subtle nod. And I liked when he was like, handsome decoy, not one of my talents. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, he's like, he's like not a Jesper talent. And I was like, I <sighs> love Jesper. Oh my gosh. He was so funny so funny just perfection like I I was really confused like kind of when we were talking about um Inej with like going back to the menagerie and being owned by Helene and I was just like okay yeah this kind of this is starting to make sense her when she goes you're gonna have you have to kill someone for me and I was like it's a conductor like I knew immediately I was like she's gonna have to kill the conductor and that's gonna be a, a whole another set of problems for Cass to figure out and that was just so cool I loved the scene where she goes into the menagerie originally and she's like taking out all her knives and the guy's like well that one's new and she's like do you want to see how it works like she was so good with the like one-liners about the knives I thought that was oh that was so good and yeah I liked that you know she was she was strong against um Helene and that she wasn't this like coy kind of girl that she is described as in the books you know and she really like stood in herself and yeah, yeah that was good she's described as like basically cowering right she's terrified of her and I love that they didn't that wasn't part of her character in the show. I was like, yeah. And Nej, and Nej takes over. And Nej, like, and then she goes to Jesper and asks for his help. And he's like, what? And then she just like disappears. And he's like, how, what is going on? And I just love that. I love their friendship. It's so cute and just wholesome. And then like, when he put down the Crow Club as collateral. Oh man. For Nej, I was like. <laughs> I was sweating. <laughs> I was like, yes. Like her, right, Cass? There's no one like her. I would like to say the diversity in the show was unreal. I was texting Car- Kirsten and I was like, oh my God, a drag queen? You're joking. Like, it was just so, it was so good. And I'm like squealing. But I, when that happened, I was like, you're joking. This is amazing. Stop. The change in dynamic of the show, the amount of diversity that they had in it, you know, it was, it was just, it was amazing. I think that added so much to it. And it just showed that Ketterdam was this like, you know, melting pot of a city and kind of the life that they came from. And it built up the crows so well. And I like when they you were like, oh, you know what that means? A heist. And just stuff like that was just so good. I love that. I think they did such a good job with that. Crows were great. Kind of going back to Doravka was like, you know, she's obviously being taken to Asalta and, you know, they're in the carriage and then they get attacked by Petruska, like, which also, I was, okay, I know. we talked about this. They, we were expecting them to be these, like, big warriors, these, like, hunky men with beards. At least that's how I pictured them. And they were, like, Radagast from freaking The Hobbit. Like Yeah, the, the brown wizard, for those of you who aren't yeah. that big of a nerd. Sorry. <laughs> or the wildlings. Like, they just were... Yeah, they looked like the wildlings from Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Um, they, I... I was not expecting that. And I was just like, same. Like, really? This is, this is who you can fight? Like, this is who you can Especially since they cast Matthias as this, like, he looked just like I thought he would in the book. Like, I imagined him as like a Ken doll. But from the way that they described them, you know, they, I thought they were going to have Kepta esque, like, attire. It was going to be really slick with like lots of buttons instead of embroidery and that kind of thing. And just look like a little bit more like elite warriors. But instead, they were wearing like cloaks. And they look like they were riding on large rabbits, wilderness. I didn't love that. Why is Radagast like cast in here? Like, what is this? I don't know. I didn't like that. Not excited about that. But then like when she got attacked and everything and he, the darkling used the cut, that whole scene was just like, oh, the cut. I was really wondering how they were going to like show the cut and how that worked. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my gosh, it was beautiful and just like you saw the like wine and it was, I can't yeah. it was so good and every I- time I watched that it reminds me of fruit ninja and I just like can't take it seriously <laughs> every time I like read that I was like oh yeah okay mm, the cut mm, <laughs> I don't know it just reminds me of fruit ninja I just like I can't <laughs> And then I was like, I want the Darkling's horse and the Darkling. Oh, when she was like, my tailbone hurts. I was like, listen, girl, that's so realistic. You go, you tell him, get off. Yeah. I liked when they had that conversation and he's like, um, you're, Grisha, you're Grisha, you're no longer alone. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're not. No, you're not. It's okay. You have bed now. <laughs> because he was alone for so long. Oh. Uh. When she, when they got to Os Alta and he, and she says, I'm a prisoner, he said, all of Ravka is, that was in the trailer, but still hit me really where it hurts. 
And when she gets into her room and starts crying, I was like, wow, they did, it was cinematic masterpiece of emotions. You know, you are like, this is the first time she's been alone in, you know, two and a half, three days or whatever, just rode like 200 miles on a horse has been basically kidnapped from everything she's known. And then she just starts sobbing. I was like, me too, Alina, me too. And then she's like looking for, for a weapon. And I was like, you use that toothpick to kill a Grisha there. Yeah. <laughs> that toothpick. <laughs> what are you doing? And then like that end scene where they're like, he's like laying in his cot and she's like laying in the bed and they're like hands. And I was like, okay, for me again, I'm not a Melina stance. So I was like, that's a bit much. Oh, my like soul. I was like, <laughs> okay. It was, yeah. I mean, that was a bit much because they don't really love each other, but it was, it was just the cinematography of that was really well done. You were convinced. We were all convinced. If you're not a Melina stand for these two in this show, you have no heart. They did a good job with that. That was really, I was like, oh, 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 oh. They know what they needed to do. They understood the assignment and they, they, A plus, like they came to just rock everyone's world. Again, not a Molina stand, but I am, I am enjoying this Mal. Like this is the Mal that we deserved in the books for sure. And I think Lee Bardugo knew that. And so that's why she, that's why he is the way he is in the show, which I'm great. And then also the stag. I was like, so she dreams about the stag now? That's the thing? Which yeah. I, I, I like that implementation. Of that was cool. Early on. Like I really like that. The one thing I didn't like was they kind of had that conversation in Shadow and Bone where he said, I think you need an amplifier and like, we should hunt for this. And Bagra says, you know, that doesn't exist. Like that's a fool's tale or whatever. Don't hunt for that. I didn't like that. They kind of didn't have that. And he did it behind her back. I know that that was building him up to be the one to betray her, but I was really hoping that they had that conversation. So she felt that betrayal even more because in the book, she really did feel it. She was like, we were going to hunt this together. And instead he did it kind of behind her back, but that was good. I liked that she dreams about the stag. But I liked it. I liked that they implemented that. I know the stag is, I don't know, animation, but he was cool. It looked cool. They did a good job. That was exactly how I imagined it. I think that we can kind of move to the third episode now. I think their choice for Genya, Genya, spell it better. Um, Genya was like great. I liked their her like quirky attitude. Just like, boom, like the red hair and the, the like white cat. You go girl. Like I'm living for Genya in this moment. <laughs> I didn't like that their friendship wasn't as apparent as it was in the books, because that was one of the things I loved the most about Shadow and Bone was their friendship. And I feel like her friendship with the other two girls was bigger, was a bigger part of all of this. And her like relationship with Genya, it wasn't there as much, you know, they have a couple of good scenes and she says, don't trust powerful men and all that kind of stuff and sort of helps her. But I just, um, I didn't like that, that it wasn't like as big as it should have been. Yeah. I really thought they overemphasized her friendship with Marie and Nadia. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, like they weren't really that close, you know, and you knew in the books that she was kind of like uneasy around them, but the only person that she was actually like at ease with or like felt true friendship with was Genya. And I, 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 yeah, I would have to agree with you. Their friendship was not as developed as I had hoped it would. It had all the same scenes that it did in the book, you know, talking about the, her when she first gets there and trying to get rid of her scar and all that kind of stuff. But I just felt like it wasn't, um, she wasn't in enough of it and she wasn't as fierce as you, I wanted her to be. And we're, we're not going to spoil the rest. Just the first four episodes, yeah. spoil the shit out of those. Yeah. And then it goes from Genya and they're kind of like beginning of, you know, putting her in the tub and trying to get her all clean and everything. And she's like, you have an hour. And, and then it was like, also this in the show was something that I feel should have been explained more, but the blatant racism against Alina's like shoe heritage. I feel like there was not enough background about mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like I, like reading the books, you know that they, you, or even watching the show, you understand that there's the Ifiridans and the shoe, Shuhan and, and then Ravka and they all hate each other. Well, and there's the Kirch and the Wandering Isle and they never talk about how many don't like them or like, or people yeah. from Ketterdam. So that was... Yeah, that was a bit, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't too much. I just would have liked to know a little bit more about like why they were, I don't know, fighting with the shoe. That was just odd. It was a lot. It was like, that was hard to watch. Yeah. And I understand that it it continues to develop. I think they created a lot of aspects in the show that were not in the book that develops her like tragic backstory. Because in the books, she's an orphan from an orphanage and she's dropped into a war and that, you know, in the, the first army and that's kind of her like tragic backstory. Whereas 
show her parents are killed in the fold and she's half shoe and discriminated against and always an outsider and she grew up in this orphanage where no one liked her and she wore and she no one likes her because of her descent and her backstory in the show was a lot more tragic than it was in the books I feel so um which I guess helps to build that that like character arc yeah I think the politics of it too they really were leaning into how these were like warring countries and what was happening they created that division with like east and west Ravka and and like the royalty like again with the racist comments and then the king was so gross and they depicted him like he was cast really well he was just so he was a lot and then uh when he goes and like brings the shadows in or whatever and then he whispers in her ear now bring the sun I was like chills yep they did that was he is 39 ben marks is old and with the beard he looks a lot older and she's like let's call her 25 um so i felt like there was a little bit of an age difference when they're having a conversation after she says can we stop my tailbone hurts and they're having a conversation in the woods he felt kind of like a mentor to her like i felt like he was a lot older but then they started bringing in the spice i mean he's still way too old for her but i was like okay mm -hmm, we're here for it it was good that was, that, that was a good line. That was such a good line. I mean, it was so, and it was that start of like, oh, it was like that like seed of like, Darklina, mm -hmm. we're gonna sprinkle this. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just so good. And I just, and then her kefta, when she walks out in her like blue kefta and then like the sun and like the gold. And I was just like- The keftas were beautiful. I would like to say the purple ones were so pretty. I was texting Kirsten because I didn't see them originally. And I was like, where are the purple keftas? But the purple ones were so pretty. And I was like, yes. And that was the scene where um, Lee Bardugo's in it. The author is in it in that scene. I was like, oh, I liked that. I liked when, I mean, this is irrelevant, but seeing her name on the screen, like books based off of Lee Bardugo. And then when it said executive producer, Lee Bardugo, I was like, this is what we like love to see. We like to see this when you create the world and you get to be such a big part of it. And that was one thing I would say they did a really good job. Obviously they created such an amazing world from it, but we love to see it. We love to see that. I like when Kaz said, um, they like switch back to Kaz and, and I was just like the sun summoner. What if she's real? Like if she's real, we need to find her and she's going to make the world a better place. And I loved that they kept Inej, you know, so philosophical and so faith-based and I, and Kaz says faith is dangerous. And I was like, oh, take it back. I don't know. Their dynamic was good. It was so good. And Inej is just so hurt by that. Oh, love them. The scene of them like working through that. And I love how he's like, can't he just, he created it. Can't he just uncreate it? And then that's just like, have you ever tried putting out fire by adding more fire? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, they're dynamic and they're, it was just like the crows were just so perfect. And it was so good how they like brought him, you know, the flashbacks back and forth between Ketterdam and yeah. Ravka was perfect. And it was, it was just so good. They did such a good job. I, the three of crows, it's not the six of crows. I do love yeah. the three of crows, but I liked how they brought Nina in and they, you know, were sort of talking to the conductor. Okay. I would like to say momentary pause. This, this was a way that they could have brought two people in. So Nina, I liked how they brought her in. They could have brought her in a little earlier, but I like how they brought her in. And I understand that their storyline is actually happening when Shadow and Bone is happening, her and Matthias, but the conductor could have been Nikolai. I understand as we get further on what happened, why he couldn't, but this would have been a perfect chance to bring the conductor in as Strumhound. And he could have been that guy. And that is all I have to say about that. I thought it was going to be Nikolai. I was like really convinced. I was like, wow, this, this would have been a perfect time to bring him as a strumhound and like establish his rep reputation, can't speak, reputation of saving Ravka and like working towards creating um, or like saving Grisha and all that kind of stuff. This would have been a perfect chance. And it wasn't. Yeah. Bumped. Yeah, I'm bumped. I, I, was like, I loved how they brought in Nina. We, we talked about this in the last episode about how she's supposed to be curvy. And I thought they did a good job of making her kind of curvy. Like she wasn't skinny washed. I didn't, I, at least I didn't feel like she was. That's at least my opinion of it. Also, she's a badass. Like when the, when the, skulls, the skulls come in. And yeah, she was. And she's like opening up a can of whoop ass on these guys. Like she's just like, I am taking no prisoners. Like you're going down. And then the bolo thing. And I was just like. She was still whooping it when even like tied up. They did a good job with that. She was great. I was like, Nina, I'm living for Nina. Nina is my spirit animal. And I was just like, ah, oh, yes. I loved her. And so I love that. And when we first saw Matthias, I was like, damn, like, honey, okay. And I was like, you are so fine. I like that they kind of combined his character with the general a little bit. They sort of made him that mass manipulator who was 
like steadfast in his ways and believe they were all witches. And I think in the book, he's a little more coy and it's just like, yeah, I'm doing it because this is what they told me to do. So I liked that he was a little bit stronger and then plot twist enemies to lovers, you know? So I, I did like that. Cause I think his shift in character in character development was so big. So I did like that. I, I think if you haven't read the book, these two seemed irrelevant. And that was my one criticism. They weren't, they seemed irrelevant. I don't think they were, it was mentioned enough with the Darkling. I don't think that, you know, they were in it enough. So if you haven't read Six of Crows, I would think, what does it matter? Like, who cares about these two over here? I think it was nice that they did their backstory, but that was my one criticism of that whole thing was like, it just felt kind of irrelevant if you haven't read the book. I did like how they did bring it in with the Darkling and he's like, where's Nina? And they brought it in. They kind of connect. I would have liked him say it more though. She's a spy. Even in the book, she was considered a spy when she was like behind any lines. So that was interesting. Like their chemistry, like when he's like giving them the bread, I was just like, like jaw on the floor, like that whole, like the banter and the, just like the back and forth and her just being like, screw you. It was just perfection. Like in his kind of like subtle manipulation of her. It was just so great. But it was yeah. also so steamy and it was great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was good. I, and then they sort of flash back to when she meets Bagra the first time. This was a, this was an action-packed episode. I imagined Bagra, I imagined her hut looking like Hagrid's hut. And I was kind of bummed that it was like a full-on cave. Who is it a straight up hobbit hole? Yeah, I pictured it. I mean, they literally call it a hut. I thought it was gonna be like cozy, like Hagrid's hut with lots of fire, but it wasn't. Um, she is a good actress for that. And she had the best lines. She had the best lines in the book. And I was shocked that they didn't bring more of those into it. You know, all of her good lines were kind of taken out which kind of sucked, I think. But she did have the best lines in general, I think, in this episode. Yeah. And she was so, she did a good job. That was a great actress for it. I like that she comes in and says, show me the sun. And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, okay, bye, see you later. And I was like, yeah. Bagra, savage. Like wax her with her cane. And I was like, just living for Bagra. Yeah. Obviously she can't do this because she's still pining off her mouth. Like she's not answering my letters. I did like the voiceover of the letters. That was good. I did like that. That was really nice. Great. Because that was something in the books that you didn't like see what she wrote him or what he wrote her. Like you saw at the end of Shadow and Bone, I believe, missing Mal letter. But that's all you saw. Whereas like I loved in the show where they're, you know, it's flashing back and forth between Mal and Alina and like they're talking about their letters and what they're writing. Why aren't you writing me back? I'm like trying to contact you. And it's just, yeah. This is the Mal we all wanted. The Melina stands are living for this. Yeah. It was good. It was good because you felt, I, I always felt like I liked Mal in Shadow and Bone. I liked them in just the first book. I was a um, Melina stan. But I always felt like he was kind of the one that didn't know she loved him and he didn't know he loved her until like the very end. But in this, you felt it all the way throughout. So I think they did a really good job with that, with the letters and, and all that stuff and keeping the fact that he liked her not a secret, which I, I felt like in the book, it was a bit of a secret. Like he was like, oh yeah, I guess I do love her. And you're like, yeah, Mal, you're an idiot. But in this one, you're like, yes, Mal, you do love her. And we love you for loving her. And she's, yeah. we, we all love her. Their it was relationship good. was really good. And I really like that. Um, yeah. I love to have just that progression. Like she's just had a terrible day. She got her butt kicked by Zoya. Like she, <laughs> she got her butt kicked by Barbara, she's just had a really bad day. She's still finding out her mouth. She goes into the dining room and there's like this taster. <laughs> that scene was so funny. So like, funny. I'm so happy when the last person <laughs> died. She's like, yes. <laughs> it was so great. I just, I love that. And, but the I details. The, the dining situation was not how I expected it. I expected it to be more like Hogwarts style mm -hmm. rather than. Like a you? Well, and they had described it as like, I thought of the same thing, exactly like Hogwarts. They had described it as like the Darkling had its own, his own table up front where like the headmasters would have sat or the professors would have sat and then everybody sat at their own table. So I thought that was interesting too. I was like, this is weird, but they didn't do as many of the scenes with them, you know, in the dining room, kind of arguing with each other. And they didn't make that division between the Grisha as apparent as it is in the books. Mean. Rude. I was like, yeah. Ivan, you savage. Like he's mean. So yeah. Fun. That was a that was a comment. I was like, oh, he did not. I don't know. That was that was yeah. That was a good comment. It showed his character a lot. I think. But that was so intense. I was like, wow. This is un I'm uncomfortable. Like I was uncomfortable watching that scene. I was like, oh, I don't like this. 
I don't like it at all. And then we go to everybody's favorite scene in quite possibly the entire season. I, I was Snapchatting people who don't know anything about these books. And I was like, this is a grown man just carrying a goat. Every one of my contacts, I was texting you, everyone. And I was like, Kaz holding a goat. You're joking. That was so funny. And then you see Jesper's, you know, addictive personality. And then he runs through and when they get on the little like train. Oh my God. They get on the train, like that entire, that whole thing. Hilarious. He's like, okay, I'm going to need coal, a goat. And then it was like something else that he needed. And, and I was like, why does he need a goat? And then Kaz walks up with this like baby goat. And I'm like, why does he need a goat? Like, and he literally says, don't get attached. Yeah, and I was like, vulgar bait, question mark. And I was like, did it have to be a baby goat? Like, why? I was not okay when they pulled out that baby goat. I was like, this is not going to end well for this, this poor thing. Like I was. It was a Jurassic Park moment. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And I was like, this is sad. I, and he's just like, don't get attached. And I was like, mm, like so sad that it had to be a baby goat. I, I couldn't love Jesper more. I couldn't love him more. I like when the Volker are attacking and Jesper's like, he's like, pick up the goat. And Jesper's like, I'm not throwing the goat out. And I was like, nobody's throwing the goat out. We're not doing it. I will fast forward. And then he's like, the goat's not for you. Or the goat's not to be thrown out. The goat's for you. And Jesper's like, so <laughs> soft. <laughs> that was so funny I loved that scene was, was so good I was literally screaming I have fell off my couch I yeah was just like this is the best moment I don't I don't care what else happens yeah best scene ever his sharpshooting was oh holding the go sharpshooter I if Jesper isn't your favorite character we can't be friends Jesper's best I'm telling you Jesper is the best that was good that was so good that whole scene was just perfection. Like, mm-hmm. Just like, I'm not throwing the goat out. It's not for the moment, it's for you. And I was just like, oh, emotional support, no. Like, I was just dying. I was dying when that <laughs> scene happened. Like, I loved it. I, I like, you need, I like texted Todd. I was like, you have to text me when you finish from this episode because it's just so perfect. Yeah, it was it's good. So, oh, so great. Is that the end of the third episode? I can't remember. No, then it's like, true oh yeah oh man when he said that I thought that was the fourth one when he said that I was like it is it is new it is you Mal it's you're my true north I was like freaking out I was like that is I, I tears I don't cry ever and I was like slightly sobbing this entire show I think all f- yeah it was a lot it was good and then we get to the start of the fourth one and letters the whole time which is them I literally was like they have matching scars. I don't like love that. I didn't like that. I get that they were building their like backstory and you know, he was trying to find her and that's how he did it. But I didn't like that they had like matching scars. Yeah. And I, and in the book, the story is that like he left for a period of time and he came back and she was holding a cup and she broke the cup and, and was squeezing him so hard. She didn't care. But in this one, it was like, she was doing it because that's how she was tested as a Grisha. And if you experience pain or whatever, I didn't also, love that. It was not how they tested because it was like an amplifier that tests them. It wasn't pain. You know? And so, yeah, yeah that was so weird. That was different. So that was weird. The black kefta and I was like, wear it, like wear it. The costumes were good. I liked when he, someone said they were like, he was like, I need to get this as the sun summoner. And they asked Mal that. And then they were like, who is she to you? And he was like, who is she to me? And I was like, wow, that was, this is why we don't like you, Mal. <laughs> Cause you can't tell us who she is to you. That was intense. That was a really intense one. Yeah. I didn't like that. I liked the beginning. I thought it was good. The black horse, white horse, they go off into the sunset or whatever. I did not like that they were so casual with his name because she doesn't find out until like the very end. Yeah, and it's so intimate. That, that's something that I was saying. Like, it's a major plot. That is a yeah. major plot point in, in the third book. If you've read the books, you know that like, he's so casual about it. He's just like, call me Alexander. And I was like, at first I was like, yeah, like, damn. And then I was like, wait, no. Yeah, it was too casual for me. So why is that now in the first? And she says it a lot. She's like, General Alex, Keurig, Dark. And I was like, "Mm, I don't like that. I did like at the beginning that Mal was all Katniss. I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bit overplayed for me. I love the small bit of like the Darkling backstory and like, you know, him talking about how he came to that well to like 
be on his own because he felt like an outcast and like he was alone because no, not even the Grisha like really hung out with him because they were terrified of him. They were scared of him. And so he never, again, going back, he's never had anyone. And it's just like, why? Like what? It, it's like a small part of his backstory and then the whole like black heretic thing. That was intense. And he's just standing there just don't do anything. I liked that. Do I know my history enough? And I'm like, awkward taco. Clearly not because he's standing right in front of you. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. I also felt like in the book, she doesn't wear, she never wears a black kefta. In this, she was, she was a little too casual about that as well. Just like, yeah, I'm wearing these colors now. And I was like, honey, you be manipulated. I mean, she was wearing her blue one, but she had like the black belt, but she was like, she didn't wear his colors really again until like the dinner scene. But she like was like, yeah, I'm going to wear the black one. And I was like, that wasn't something that was explained in the show as it was in the books. And maybe because it was more internal monologue. In the book, she's very adamant about like, I don't want to stand out. Like, I don't feel like a Grisha. I don't feel like I've earned these colors. I feel like I'm a... An outsider. This is like a, a nod to the fans, but they didn't explain who's who. Like they didn't explain the different colors of the captives. So I guess that's why they made it a little more casual. But I just felt like when she decided to take it, it wasn't like, I'm in love with him now. It was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it because he told me I shouldn't feel like I'm alone. And he made me feel this way. So now I'm not alone. Let's talk about the heist. Let's do that because that hat and outfit on Kaz, I can't. This heist though is- The costumes were perfection. And his subtle nod at the end where the guy was like, yeah, I don't really believe in the Sun Summoner. And he was like, if we're being honest, me neither. And I was like, oh, that was good because it's true. Kaz didn't believe in her. Oh, the whole heist was so- good it was so oceans sneaking around the guard when he's like her you love to see it i liked it it was so that was such a fun scene and i like that they were literally like time for a heist and i was like it's <laughs> like yes oh I'm all about it and i love it the goat maybe i laughed so hard when he like puts the bullet <laughs> and he's like this nice barmaid is gonna take care of you yeah like, I love you, Milo. And so that's Milo. Milo is the true hero. Yeah. And I will not be convinced otherwise. I mean, but, he's essential. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. I liked that. I was laughing so hard. And that just makes me love Jesper even more. Yeah. And then that whole high scene was just her like coming down from the roof and like finding all the things and she's like don't press too hard or the ink will bleed she's like I know what I'm doing she is so good her kind of like being able to stand up for herself and talk to Kaz that way I really liked that she was like her own person and I thought that was awesome she has more I feel like she has more backbone yeah I mean not that she doesn't have any backbone in Six of Crows or Crooked Kingdom but she's her own person and it's so great I was like I love it I thought that I'm just trying to look at their names I thought the two side characters were so good uh Mal's friends and Dubrov yeah Mikhail and Dubrov they they were such a good addition they did such a good job those actors were hilarious it made Mal so more so much more human like not just sad and desperate like hunting for Alina I liked that and I liked that they came with him on the mission for the stag and I liked that they volunteered instead of were forced that was really cute and I liked they were so funny the side characters in this were so funny He's just like, just make me food. And then Mikhail's like, I want half your take. Their relationship was so great. And then going out for the stag. And I liked, I really, really liked that they implemented, implemented that in the show. Because in the books, that's just kind of breezed over. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not really talked about. It's just kind of like this tragic moment that happened to Mal. And that's it. That was, that was great. I love that. I thought that was really cute. And that added a lot I like when they flash back and the conductor is like sort of kind of savage and he makes the acrobat fall that felt very oceans to me too like you know where they talk about it afterwards and they're like yeah and you told me to find a ride and I did and then they it shows him and she just fell look, and I was like that is very oceans I will say that I liked that and I liked you know Inej always wears black and then he was like can she fit into this and it's like a rainbow Jasper with a card. I died. He's like winking in the mirror. I laughed so hard. And Kaz, I'll find my own way. I was like, I'll find my own way. And I was like, that's such a Kaz thing to say. Oh, it was funny. I, the conductor was a good character. I liked him. I just wanted it to be Nikolai. Yeah, I did. I did like the, I will say I did. I did like the conductor. I thought he was a great character. I mean, they replaced Wylan with the conductor, which I don't like, but he was good. I really liked that. I thought he was hilarious and getting there with, you know, 
the caravan of acrobats. That was hilarious. I thought the way that they got there was really funny because they talk in so much detail in the book about the carnival and how it was there and how Alina was like, this reminds me of when I was at the orphanage and all that kind of stuff. So I like that the crows came in with that. That made a lot of sense. And they did such a good job like incorporating them into this. So you felt like they really were there. Yeah, I really liked that. I loved how they incorporated the crows into the plot line. I was really confused as to how they were gonna do that and I I thought they did a wonderful job they're sneaky they're so true to their character I just couldn't love Freddie more for Kaz he think he makes him creepy and scary but also gave him really good emotions and showed how he was you know how in tune the three of them were as like friends and you know all the things that they wanted to do and how they knew what Kaz was going to do and what he needed from all of them that was really I liked that a lot it was it really was great. We flash over to Nina and Matthias. So Nina's, this is, sorry, I misspoke. She was on the third episode and the fourth episode is where Matthias brings her food and he's trying to kind of manipulate her and get her to talk about the Darkling because she's a spy for the Darkling, basically. And um, she's behind enemy lines. And it's just this back and forth banter of like, one will give an inch and the other will like it's just this like back and forth of just like cat and mouse game and I love I was just that scene was so great it was so just it was it was amazing I loved it so um and then I also loved how he was like almost immediately confronted with the nate like the true nature of how his country dealt with Grisha during the storm the the captain comes down and he's like if we go, oh yeah like, the storm's tearing us apart or we're about to go into storm and it's tearing us apart like kill them all if we like if we go under and he's like yeah but they're awaiting trial and he's like so doesn't matter like they're great and it was just like wow like and he matthias is like has that moment of just like, oh yeah like she's right he kind of has that in the book too but like i said i think they made him a little bit more mean in the show and he was sort of the replacement for the general and so I think it was funny. I liked that. I liked that a lot when he was like, wait, she is right. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not in the right. That was really good. I liked it a lot. My favorite was the semi-steamy scene in the map room where he comes in and talks about how like alone he is and all the things and he holds her face and all the light comes out and then she walks away. Yeah. And he's like standing by the door with his shadows. He's like, I had a hard time. I never fit in. Like all I've done is trying to yeah, it's like, he's like, all I've done is try to, like, make a safe place for Grisha, and we've never actually truly had a safe place, and it's just, like, the room is getting just darker and darker and darker, and you can tell, like, I'm getting chills now. Oh, it was just, I was watching this, and my jaw was on the floor. Oh, I have, like, I have literally chills right now. <laughs> I have chills now, and I was like, don't, don't go, just stay, stay with him, he needs you. And the slow burn was good. They did a good job with the slow burn. The cinematography is phenomenal, phenomenal. They did a a great job at making you like feel emotional. And I like it because in the book, he's not, you know, they're not all over each other. This is a very PG 13 book or like even PG. And so I liked that they didn't turn this all the way up. Like they kind of said they would. And that it was that like slow burn because it felt really nice and true to their character. And you can tell, you know, she is really feeling these things. She still does love Mal and she still does feel for Mal, but whoo, buddy. Benny Ben came in and said, let's be friends, best friends. Oh, okay. Um. (laughs) And (laughs) it was good. And then, then there's the end of the episode, which just rip your heart out. Oh my gosh. If this happened in the book, it happened in the book, but to watch it, they don't give it as much time. She just breezes over in the book, but in the show, I was like, oh. Tears. The characters are so badass like they are fighting and kicking and punching and screaming and I think they did such a good job with making every single character that is our team good and it was it was a good fight scene it was well choreographed I think they did a really good job with that but oh man the machine gun I was like <gasps> and that flashback my jaw dropped when he oh that like when he gets shot and he's just like ah, and it's like him flashing back to the- and she's flashing back at the same time I was like oh my god he finds out that she got in trouble because she hit the quartermaster because he called her a name. And then he goes and finds the quartermaster and smashes a glass over his head. And then he gets put in the brig so that he can be there with Alina. And then they have like the matching scars. That's it when they get the matching scars. And it's just, oh. And her like realizing that she has to move on at the same time that he's like bleeding out on the floor of a woods. Scar? Oh. 
It was rotten. That was a rotten scene. It's like him flashing back getting the scar. She's like erasing the scar. And I was just like, She's like, I'm ready. I was like, I'm okay. ready to move on. And I was like, but he is fighting the stack for you. Like, stack, and he just got shot for you. Again, not a Molina stand, but. Yeah, it was, the flashbacks were okay. so well portrayed in there. And it, you didn't feel like it was overdone. And it was enough backstory to make you, it, it really like made you feel so many things. And I like when, you know, Bagra's like, now the work can begin. And you're like, oh man, like, it was so good. That and then you last scene. He sees the stag and it's- the stag doesn't look real in the slightest, but I was not mad about it. I was not. It was so dramatic. And I don't know if we should spoil the book, but I, I like that you can, you will not be surprised when you find out what Mal is. You will not be surprised. And I like that. It makes so much more sense than how it's written in the book. And I thought that was really good. You know, he kind of hears the sound and I like that it's connected to her too. I like that. I liked how it was kind of like draw. So like the animals and that ringing and it's okay. Like that explains more of his like tracking. Mm-hmm. The ending wrecked me. The ending of this episode ruined my life. The part where they had just fought all of them off. That was so well choreographed. Whoever did the fight choreography for this entire show did an amazing job, but that scene was so good. They fight them all off. And then they were like back to back to back. I was like, oh, class. It was so good. I'm bummed at the amount of side characters that were poorly written in the book that are so good in the show that died that wrecked me it was I mean, not that they didn't die in the books but like yeah they were just they really were side characters in the book and in this they were so relevant to the show and i think the actors oh my gosh relevant to the other to like the main characters and building their, their like arcs and it was so just oh chef's kiss this whew, this these first four episodes I it's chaotic the, the next five or the next four are so chaotic and I absolutely love them but these like the, next the next four are screaming the first four are crying that's how I felt yeah yep. <laughs> it was a lot of tears I was just sort of like weepy the whole day with my phone in all caps screaming into the void it was <laughs> this was so much better than I could have even imagined Again, I, our, <sighs> our text message thread was literally all caps and Ben Barnes gifts like that was that was it and and it was like the goat oh my god you're joking the volcra what nightmares like it wasn't even full sentences I was just like are we kidding are we kidding like all day long it was good it was amazing and a goat emotional clapping hands emoji all day long it was so good this was fun this arguably was much more fun than Akasif's release day and crown of gilded bones I like when we're doing all of this together and like feeling this as a community and if you aren't part of this and you're listening to this I don't know why you are but if you are part of like you know the book community online it is so amazing to see everybody have the same responses the same reactions and feel this and talk about it and it this whole day amazing it was such a fun day I feel I felt very seen when I logged on the TikTok and there was a lot of videos about the show people were like oh they're so great and then I kept seeing videos of Milo the goat like I feel so seen because I feel the same way he's just it's just it's so great and I love how all of us are just so invested in these characters and we know what's gonna happen we also are just here for it and we are just this couldn't have come together better I don't even have words it was good it was amazing the first four episodes were truly incredible and waking up at four in the morning just sitting there like okay I know I need to take notes and feel things but I'm like feeling all the feels and it was so good I just I I don't know why this is so ridiculous to normal people are you watching? Are you awake and watching? And I was like, yeah, I'm three episodes in. <laughs> it felt like, you know, everybody's a fan of Game of Thrones, but it kind of felt like when season eight came out on Game of Thrones, but for people, for like a much tighter knit community, it was, it was amazing. It was so good. Highly recommend. Also, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people asking if they haven't read the books, should, should they read, should they read them before they watch the show or can they watch the show and not read the books? And I would say yes. Again, there are some nods to like things that may not make a lot of sense if you haven't read the books, but it's a great story. Yeah, I think if you, I mean, it's going to be a really long time before the second season comes out, but you could watch the show and then read just Shadow and Bone and have a better idea of like the backstory. I don't think it ruins anything for any of the characters in Six of Crows, but since the show has come out and it is amazing, I would recommend reading the books so you have a better idea of kind of what's going to happen and what's going on if you want to spoil that for yourself. But if not, just read Six of Crows. But if you don't want to spoil it, if you don't want to spoil it, I would read Six of Crows and just fall in love with the, the Six Crows. It was good. It was amazing. It, it was, they, they did such a good job. Kirsten and I are here for it. 
but you're fangirling so hard yeah. and I don't even care. <laughs> it's so great. So it's the first four episodes and uh, buckle up. It was really good. No obscure book recommendation of the week because we haven't had time to do any reading with all of the turmoil and emotion that has happened in the book. Taxation of this week. Yeah, I am currently reading Crown of Guild Bone still. I'm about halfway through it. I have not gotten much further than I had last week. Yeah, I'm still halfway through Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, trying to get through those. Um, I'm excited to finally have some time. Not everything's happening all at once. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. It's been great. Um, thank you guys for checking in and listening. It is appreciated. And we will see you all next week with second half of our take on the Shadow and Bone season one. So very excited. Yeah, the last four episodes of the season. Cannot wait to talk about them. All right. Well, if you guys aren't following us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. And if you are not currently, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If not, just regular subscribe. We would appreciate it. And also tell your friends. But yeah. Thank you all for listening. And we love you all. Hope you all enjoy the show as much as we did and excited to talk about the next four episodes. Yeah. Share all your reactions to us. Message all of us there as well so we can scream about it into the void. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.